Hey everyone, this is Joseph Bosco, pastor of Highway Church. Thanks for joining us on our podcast. You know, all of us need the right kind of voices in our lives. Voices that inspire us to know the one who made us. Voices that awaken our divine destiny and reveal to us the goodness of God. Well, that's what this ministry is all about. So enjoy the message. talking all month long about Adore Him. That's been our theme for the month of December. And we're continuing in that theme of Adore Him. And we're going to go to Proverbs 3. That's been our main text. So if you've got your hard copy Bible with you, you can get that out as we go to Proverbs 3, chapter 5, verse 8. And I want to welcome everyone here in the warehouse. We are thrilled that you left your homes, you left your apartments, and you came here to physically be together. There's no substitute for that. And I applaud you for, for all, and all of those who've come consistently over the last 18, 20, 22 months or so. I, 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 I value your faith. I value your consistency. That is a treasure to God. The, the world might be afraid, but you're bold and you just keep moving forward. You keep doing the things you need to do. And I'm telling you, God honors faith because faith is action. Faith moves. Faith walks. Faith, faith goes forward. And I thank you uh, to all of those online who are joining us. I bless you and thank you for staying with us online, people from all kinds of different places. And I want to exhort you again as you're watching, if you're online and even here in the warehouse, give us your full attention. The Holy Spirit has things to impart to you during our time together. So give us your full attention, okay? Hallelujah. And, and forget about the dishes and forget about vacuuming the floor. That can wait till later, all right? It's time to receive from the Holy Spirit. Here we are, Lord, in your presence and in your midst. And we worship you. And we thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Proverbs 3, verse 5 says, Trust. In the Lord. Now, what I've done is I've taken the NIV from 1984. I've taken the Passion Translation. I put some definitions into what you're about to see. So we put it all together. Are you ready? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. That'll set you free right there. Do not rely on your own opinions. Everybody says amen. In all your ways, everything you do, all of your ways, acknowledge, know, confess, affirm, declare to be true Him. (laughs) And He will make your path straight. He will lead you in every decision you make. Wow. Doesn't get any better than that, right? Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. For wisdom comes when you adore Him with awe and wonder. That's what we're doing. We're adoring Him with awe and wonder. Hallelujah. And shun, depart from, persistently reject evil. 
no matter what form it comes in, right? This will bring health, the medicine, the cure, the remedy to your body. And nourishment, the substances necessary for growth, health, and good condition, healthy marrow to your bones. See, adoring Christ is expressed by the way we live each day. We adore Him by choosing to trust Him in all of our ways, right? We adore Him by choosing to uh, fix our attention on what He said to us. We adore Him by renewing our minds with His Word. Now in Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 8, we see six actions that spring from adoration of Him. Six actions in these verses. Number one, and the most important, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust Him. Trust is the antidote for worry. It's the antidote for anxiety. It's the antidote for fear. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Number two, lean not on your own understanding, your own opinions. Number three, in all your ways know Him. What's one? Trust Him. Two, lean not on your own understanding. Three, in all your ways know Him. Four, it's kind of like number two, do not be wise in your own eyes. Right? That's, what, that's like leaning on your own understanding. Five, excuse me, uh, four, five is fear the Lord. Adore Him. Worship Him with reverence and awe. Remember, the fear of the Lord that the Bible teaches is something that draws us to Him, not uh, scares us away from Him, right? Not being afraid, but uh, affectionately worshiping Him, adoring and revering who He is, right? So that's number five. And number six, shunning evil, rejecting it, persistently rejecting, turning away from and departing evil. Trust in the Lord. Don't lean on your own understanding. Know Him in all your ways. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. Love this passage. I just want to encourage you to continue meditating on Proverbs 3, 5 through 8. It will radically transform your daily living. You won't live the same anymore. Hallelujah. Do you know a calm, a calm and undisturbed heart and mind are the life and health of the body? I think, I forget what translation is. This is Proverbs 14.30. says, a relaxed attitude lengthens a man's life. How do we relax? How do we remain calm and undisturbed? By trusting in him. Right? And you've got to cultivate that. Every one of us is faced with several temptations a day to get stressed, to worry, to be afraid, to be concerned. And every one of those we're going to pass up on, right? And we're going to trust Him knowing He's got us covered. He's got us surrounded. He's gone before us. He's beside us. He's behind us. He's below us. He's above us. He's inside of us. And He's a shield for us. Right? Now, 
if we're not renewing our mind with the Word of God, we're going to be ignorant of His love for us. We're going to be ignorant of His true nature. We're going to be ignorant of what He's done for us. We're going to be ignorant of who we are in Him. And we're going to be ignorant of Satan's schemes. Now, what are you talking about Satan for on the Sunday before Christmas? Because, boy, he's been fooling a lot of believers. He's been working overtime, and I've seen up close and personal a lot of believers just getting off track, getting, getting sidelined instead of going forward. Some are on the side of the road, and some have gone backward because they've been listening to the wrong voices. Now, what are Satan's schemes? It's good to know during Christmas time. Just because you put lights on a tree doesn't mean he's going to, you know, run away and leave you alone. He's a defeated foe. He has no, no ability to do anything in your life unless you listen to him and act on what he says instead of what the Lord says. Hallelujah. We, see, a part of adoration of the Lord is rejecting the devil. And everything that he tries to do. That's part of adoration, right? To, to shun evil. Well, he is the personification of evil, right? Hallelujah. Now, let's take a look at, at uh, James chapter 4. Let's go to James chapter 4. I felt impressed to, to give this to you the Sunday before Christmas. There may be many reasons that I don't know of, but I know I, I feel I, this is something that will help you this week. Hallelujah. We're not interested in giving Satan the time of the day. We don't give him any, any acknowledgement, any place in our lives. So what I'm talking to you about, remember, he's defeated. He's under your feet. But I want you to be aware of his schemes. Now, what are Satan's schemes? Before we read James 4, what are Satan's schemes? Well, Satan's schemes would be the opposite of the six things God instructs us to do in Proverbs 3. Right? So what's number one? Trust in the Lord, Satan's scheme, he wants to keep you from doing that. He doesn't care who or what you trust in as long as it's not Jesus Christ. So that's, that's a, a key part of his strategy. To get you to put your trust in yourself is fine. He doesn't mind that. He'll encourage that. Trust in your own experience. Trust in your own wisdom. Trust in, you know, your, your, your parents, your children, your whoever, as long as you're not trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ. Right? These are Satan's schemes. What, what else? He's gonna, he wants you to lean on your own understanding. See that? That's what he wants you to do. Satan encourages you to, to well, well I, that's just the way it is, and I, I, I'm just, I, I, it's right, and I'm just not going to move. I've been doing it this way for 30 years, and I'm just going to keep on doing it. He wants you to rely on your own understanding. He wants you to not know God in all your ways, right? I mean, if you know him in one way, and a lot of believers believe that God has forgiven them of their sins and they'll go to heaven, and that is a glorious reality that we can't begin to thank him for enough, but they haven't come to know him for their physical health. They haven't come to know them for their mental health, for their emotional well-being, for, for their, uh, the well-being of their marriage and their children and their family and their finances. He, God wants you to know them in all your ways, and Satan's trying to keep that from happening. Right? 
Satan wants you to be wise in your own eyes. He doesn't want you to revere the Lord, to worship Him with awe and wonder, and He doesn't want you to shun evil. He wants you to participate with it, right? He wants you to contemplate it and accept it and participate with it, right? Now look what James chapter 4 says, speaking of shunning evil. James chapter 4 verse 7 says, Submit yourselves, therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. He has no option because he's defeated, right? But the fact that we have to resist him means that he has a strategy. Do you see that? He's got a strategy. If he didn't have a strategy, if he wasn't trying to steal, kill, and destroy, we wouldn't have to resist it. Resist means to persistently reject. It's like shun. Persistently reject him. It, it, you can translate it this way. Actively fight against the devil. Actively fight against him. Persistently reject him. Don't give him an inch in your life. Actively fighting. Merry Christmas. Hallelujah. James 4, 7 in the message says this. So let God work his will in you. Yell aloud no to the devil and watch him scamper. Yell aloud no to the devil and watch him scamper. Yell aloud no to the devil and watch him scamper. When's the last time you yelled no to the devil? How did just last night for me? No, he presented something to me. I said, no. Not an option. No. We don't do bondage. We don't do sickness. We don't do depression. We don't do anxiety. We don't do poverty. We don't do ignorance. It's not an option in our lives. We are the redeemed of the Lord. No. You need a strong no in your bosom if you're going to go all the way. Hallelujah. You need a strong yes to the Lord and a strong no to the devil. Because God is all good and the devil is all bad. We say yes to the Lord Jesus Christ and no every day of the week to the devil. No. No, you can't have an inch in my life. No, you can't have any part of my health. My nails are strong. My knuckles are strong. My elbows are strong. My ears are strong. Every part of my ear is strong in Jesus' name. My nasal passages are clear. Hallelujah. My skin is fresh. My hips are strong. No, you can't have my knee. Just about every... <laughs> Let me be... So many things would be avoided if a firm no was said at the beginning. I don't think I've ever associated no with Christmas time. But boy, does it go. Hallelujah. See, you can't persistently reject evil if you don't recognize it. Right? The Passion Translation says in James 4, 7, So then surrender to God, stand up to the devil, and resist him. 
and he will turn and run away from you. You resist him in your life. You don't give him an inch. Don't even have a conversation with him. The only thing he ever needs to hear from you is no. Listen, I'm trying to help you. I'm telling you there are conversations that go on in people's thought lives. And if they'd stop entertaining these scenarios and these suggestions, they would have peace. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. You see, now we know from John 10.10, the devil's schemes, right? Well, he does two things, really, lying and stealing. That's, those are his weapons, lying and stealing. Are we okay? It's going to be an awesome Christmas, the best one we've ever had. Best one we've ever had. Hallelujah, we're exposing the enemy because we've got the victory. We've got the victory. He's a liar and a thief, and he has no access to us. For we dwell in the shelter of the Most High God. Our lives are hidden with Christ in God the Father. Hallelujah. So his schemes have to do with lying and stealing, misrepresenting truth so that he can take from you. Some of the brightest people in the world are doing the enemy's work because they're spiritually ignorant. And tremendous, he's good at presenting tremendous intellectual exercises to us to get us to contemplate and to consider and to figure out and start relying on our own, on our own understanding. But it's a dead-end street that will never set you free. It'll puff you up, make you think you know some things, but you'll never be able to overcome darkness. You'll never be able to walk in the victory that Christ came to give you because it doesn't come by uh, our own intellect. It comes through faith in what God has said. It's just that simple. And don't you know, every time, that's what, if you look at the strategies of the enemy in the Word from Genesis to Matthew, when he came against Christ, he came against the Word of God. The first thing he said, if I'm remembering it right, in Genesis 3, was he said, did God really say? What's he coming after? The word of God. Where's my hard copy Bible? Oh, it's over there. We got a little different set up today, so I'm trying to navigate this little arrangement. Okay. Yeah, he came after this. Did God really say that by his stripes you're healed? That's presumptuous. That's presumptuous. You need this, and you need to try that. And, you know, normal people don't think like that. And come on, we've advanced beyond that. We know better now. We have, have uh, advanced technology and, and CAT scans, and, and, and I'm not against any of those things. But I'm telling you, faith in the Word of God will make you whole in, in, alone in your bedroom. Alone in your bedroom with no technology. Just take Him at His Word and experience wholeness. When you start experiencing wholeness directly from faith in Him, you won't want it any other way. Because there's no lines, there's no uh, phone calls, there's no uh, a, a diagnosis and analysis. and It's just boom, done. It's already done. Come on, God is calling His people back to His Word to simply believe what He's already done through us, to simply believe what He said. Come on, let's get radical. Come on, this is the best Christmas you ever had.
Come on. He's saying, just come back to me. Shed all the weight. Shed all the confusion. Shed all the, the heavy stuff and just take me at my word. Just believe. Only believe me. Woo! Hallelujah. So lying and stealing is what he's all about. And remember, he's disguised as an angel of light, right? So he lies to you so that he can steal from you, right? And it will always revolve around what God has said, always. It will always revolve around the Word of God. That's why it is so essential, uh, Highway Family Online, that you have a hard copy Bible. That you can feel with your fingers. That you can open up and see, uh, boy, look at uh, two full pages, no batteries needed. Right? All the verses I can see. And I can just soak in this as much as I want to. I'm telling you, your life is found in this book. I'm not being legalistic. We don't want legalism. I'm talking about the life of Christ revealed to us and in us by learning what he's done for us. Hallelujah. Come on. The life of Christ. Now, when, when Satan lies to you about what God has said, he's trying to dismantle several things in your life. First and foremost, your, your image of God. Your concept of God. He's trying, and that's what he did with Adam and Eve, and he's still doing the same thing. He's saying, God is not being uh, straightforward with you. I'll be nice. He called God a liar, didn't he? He said, God has, a, God has an agenda that's not good for you. God has a plan. He's keeping something for you. God brought that sickness in your life to teach you something. That's the devil talking. That's why you just can't be alone with your thoughts. That's not prayer. Prayer is not being alone with your thoughts. Prayer is meditating in what God has said. And if you don't know the word, your thoughts are going to lead you astray. You need to clean your mind by filling it with the word of God. You don't need an empty mind. That's man's wisdom. Clear out your mind. No, you need to fill it with the word of God. Nature abhors a vacuum, and you don't need a vacuum up here. It needs to be overflowing with what God has said. Hallelujah. I'm about to jump down the chimney this morning. Woo! Oh. So he's going to try and distort your image of God, and then what? He's going to try and distort your image of yourself. That's what he's after. He's after your image of God. He's after your image of self and of yourself, and both are revealed in the Word. That's why he comes for the Word. That's the first thing he said to Jesus when he appeared directly in front of him in the desert. He said, if you are the Son of God, what's he coming against? His identity. And what, how did Jesus respond? It is written. I know who I am because it's written. I know who I am. We're going back there. I'm telling you, prayer is not you alone with your thoughts. Boy, that's it right there. It is not you just getting alone with your thoughts and trying to figure things out. That will lead you down a dark path of bondage. Prayer is rejoicing in what God has done for us through Christ. Prayer is filling my mind with what he said and meditating on it. Absolutely. 
I'm telling you, if you're, if you're not praying with the word in your mind and your heart, that's not going to do a thing for you. That's not Bible prayer. Hallelujah. It's meditating in Him. Now, I want to look at one thing, then we're going to finish up here. We'll get back to some more music. Satan wants you to think that he's big and bad. He wants you to be afraid of him. And nothing could be further from the truth because Christ permanently whipped him. He has no right to any area of your life. He's defeated forever. Forever. He wants you to think that you have to give credence to what he says. That you have to listen to him, and we don't. You know, if, 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 a, if a three-year-old came up and threatened one of my children, my youngest child's 15, oldest 25. If a three-year-old came up to my 25-year-old and said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you, I wouldn't run in to protect her. Why? Because the three-year-old's not a threat. The devil is no threat to you. He's no threat to you. That's why so many times, you know, the father doesn't have to rush in. He's just waiting for you to say no. He knows the devil's no threat to you. When you realize who you are, you'll know the devil's no threat to you. Last scripture, Isaiah, well, two more scriptures. Isaiah 59, verse 19. Isaiah 59, verse 19. This idea of Satan being big and bad has been uh, promoted oftentimes by religious tradition. That Satan is big and bad and you better watch out. And and he's making a list and checking it twice. No, wait a minute, that's Santa. Never mind. Isaiah 59, 19. Here's an example, a scripture that has been wrongly translated through religious tradition. But if you actually look what it says, it's very powerful. Isaiah 59, 19 says, So they will fear the name of the Lord from the west. That's awesome, awesome wonder, right? Reverence and awe. And his glory from the rising of the sun, for he will come like a rushing stream which the wind of the Lord drives. Who will, who will come? It's talking about the Messiah. This is a verse about the Messiah. I want you to see this. This is the New American Standard. He will come like a rushing stream which the wind of the Lord drives. A Redeemer will come to Zion and to those who turn from transgression in Jacob, declares the Lord. Let's read that in the Amplified. I'm going to show you where the error is. Some translations put when the enemy shall come in, some do not. Let's read the Amplified. It says, so as the result of the Messiah's intervention... They shall reverently fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. Now, the Amplified says, when the enemy shall come in. In the Hebrew, there is no punctuation. There are no commas and no periods. Bible translators in English will often insert them, but sometimes they'll insert them in the, or, or not insert them in the proper places. So this scripture has been translated, when the enemy shall come in like a flood. Now the, in other words, the enemy's big and bad. 
That's not what it says. It should be when the enemy shall come in, comma, like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him and put him to flight. God's the flood. God's the power, not the enemy. God is the strength. God is the river of life. Like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him and put him to flight, for he will come like a rushing stream. Who's he talking about? The Holy Ghost, Jesus Christ. He was anointed with the Holy Spirit and power to go about doing good and setting free, healing all who are oppressed of the devil. He's the rushing stream that the devil can't stop. He's the mighty river that the devil has no defense against. Hallelujah. He will come like a rushing stream, a pent-up flood, which the breath of the Lord drives. The Holy Spirit and Satan have never worked together since he fell. Before he fell, he was Lucifer under God's direction, but he rebelled, he fell, and became the adversary, and from that moment on, it was over. And the Holy Spirit and God, God and the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, and Satan never worked together. I know that defies some, some teachings out there, but I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you that Satan is an enemy to God. God doesn't need him. God doesn't want him. God doesn't consult him. God, he's not a private contractor for heaven. He's the enemy of your soul, and, and he has no right in your life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. See, this idea of Satan being big and bad, and, and, and I understand, and we've all felt like this, but we go around talking about what Satan's doing. Oh, and he's just another, and oh, it's, and how tough things are. That is, that is evidence that I haven't been renewing my mind. I haven't been meditating on what Christ has said. I'm telling you, if you don't meditate in the Word of God, you will get weak you will become a victim of the enemy's strategies. You've got to fill yourself with the vitamins and minerals, with the, uh, what do they call those, the supplements? Yes, you gotta, these are, this is what you need right here. You've got to fill yourself with this word. I'm telling you, it's not hard, it's simple. You just got to eat the word of God. You need a daily, daily bread. You need a daily uh, feast of what God has said. And you know, there are times when I feel like I just can't believe God. There are times I feel like I can't, I just can't do this. It, it, there's too much pressure. There's too many things coming against me. This isn't going to work. No one understands me. I get all that. There are times all of us feel that way. But when I, when I start feeling that way, I, first I recognize that's not true. Those are just pressures. Those are just temptations to give in. And what I'll do is I'll start feeding on the Word of God until the real me rises up and says, No! You see, this idea of Satan being big and bad is a lie. And he wants you to think you can't overcome what you're dealing with. You can't overcome your life experience, that you've had it too tough. It's been too long. You're, you're, you're a failure. You're not going to make it. That is the, the song of hell. But we don't sing that song. It's, it's not even in our phones. Right? Why? Because there's a different song we sing. 
There's a song we sing that Jesus Christ has set me free, that I'm a child of God, that I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, that I'm a new creation, that I'm strong in the Lord and in His mighty power, that God is a shield all about me, that He's my glory and He's the lifter of my head. That's the song I sing. I'm telling you, this idea that... that, that, that Whatever reason you will accept to be defeated, Satan will give it to you. He'll try a hundred of them. It was my upbringing. I never had enough money. It was the way my parents treated me. It was the way my siblings treated me. It's because I was alone. It's because of this illness. It's, well, he doesn't care what reason it is. He's, he's going through his Rolodex, his list of reasons trying to get you to accept defeat. And one of the greatest lies, and I hear this so often, and, I, and he, he presents this to all of us, is that you don't understand me. Man, I hear that so often. They just, I, I, you're a, I'm a special case. No one can relate to me. I've been through too much. Let me share with you the last scripture, 1 Corinthians 10. It's so important to know the Word. See, when I read the Word, I, I recognize Satan's strategies. And he can't have his way in my life anymore. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. Listen to what the Word of God says, not what your own thoughts say, not the way you feel. It says, no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. Listen, we're all dealing with the same stuff. We're all living on this same rock. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. But Christ came to save us all, and all you've got to do is believe that to experience it. Hallelujah. No temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. I want you to hear this in the message translation. No test or temptation that comes your way is beyond the course of what others have had to face. See, that idea that you can't understand me, no one can relate to me, I'm a special case, that's a cop-out. It's an excuse to be defeated. It's an excuse not to get up and run. It's an excuse not to win. Don't listen to those lies anymore. Hallelujah. It's not beyond the course of what others have had to face. All you need to remember is that God will never let you down. Hallelujah. He'll never let you be pushed past your limit. He's all, he'll always be there to help you come through it. You're going through this. You're going through this. You've got the victory. It's already done. It belongs to you. It's who you are. Victory is your name. The Passion Translation says this, We all experience times of testing, which is normal for every human being. Hello. Normal. If you're a human being, you're not a special case. My puppy is a special case, but you're not a special case, all right? She's special, all right? If you're a human being, welcome to the club. Hallelujah. You're just experiencing what we all experience. 
This takes all the weight, this takes all the, the, the threat out of it. Oh, okay, this is normal. I'm not some special case that no one can relate to or get to or, or no one can help. Oh, okay, well, I'm a human being. I need a Savior. Huh, Jesus is it. Problem solved, right? But God will be faithful to you. But God will be faithful to you. He will screen and filter. Oh, I love this. He will screen and filter the severity, nature, and timing of every test or trial you face so that you can bear it. And each test is an opportunity to trust Him more. For along with every trial, God has provided for you a way of escape that will bring you out into victory. That will bring you out of it victoriously. God doesn't test and try us. God doesn't, he's not tempted by evil. He doesn't do things like that. It's the enemy that comes against us to lie to us, to try and steal from us, to try and take away from the things that, the things that Christ purchased for us. But God is faithful. Listen, if something's in your life, then you know you've got victory over it. God would not allow any temptation, anything to come your way if he didn't know you've got the victory. That's why I wouldn't have to protect my 25-year-old if a 3-year-old came over and said, I'm going to get you. I wouldn't even move. I'm not concerned. No problem. And that's what like, Satan's like a little kid throwing a fit trying to make you afraid. Hallelujah. But we're not giving in to him. This is going to be the best Christmas you've ever had. But you've got to put his word in your mind. You've got to trust in the Lord. You've got to not lean on your own understanding. Come on, you've got to know him in all your ways. You've got to adore him. You've got to persistently say no to darkness, no to depression. No, and listen, if you've been putting up with something for a while, it's not just going to run away because you say no. Sometimes you have to build up your no because your no is not very no. It's a, it's a weak no. You need a strong no. Come on, when's the last time you roared? When's the last time you looked right at the devil and said, oh, you better run. I'm telling you, you're born of the lion of the tribe of Judah. You're a lion from heaven. You're a lion from heaven. And you're in this earth to roar. So the devil runs from you and to set people free. Jesus Christ is our Savior and our Lord. Hallelujah. It's time to roar, not cry. It's time to roar, not weep. It's time to sing, not be sad. It's time to rejoice, not be depressed. It's time to praise Him. Hallelujah. Come on, let's bless Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hark the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn King. Hallelujah. God is so good. We want to invite you to continue to grow in the knowledge of His goodness, who He is, what He's done for you, and who you are in Him. Check out our websites at josephbosco.us and highwaychurch.us and begin living the abundant life He came to give you.